Henry Kissinger is one of the worst people to ever be a force for good, said Nicholas Thompson, editor at New Yorker. Henry Kissinger. What a complicated person. He just passed away November 29 at 100 years old. Do you know this man won a Nobel Prize for negotiating the end of Vietnam? He was known as a playboy. Dated Diane Sawyer. Dated Shirley MacLaine. He was on Playboy. He was quoted saying this is one of the men that we would like to go on a date with. On top of that, he authored dozens of books. He was the first person ever to serve both as a national security advisor and secretary of state. Aside from that, a couple of the things that he said, which is pretty wild, his quotes, power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. He also said the illegal we do immediately, the unconstitutional takes a little longer. He also said a country that demands moral perfection in its foreign policy will achieve neither perfection nor security. And he's pretty much the guy that led the way to get China into the trade deal. Matter of fact, he was sitting with Mao Zedong while he was negotiating. Mao says, look, Henry, we don't really have anything to offer America, but we have a lot of excess in women here. We'll give you tens of thousands of women. And he really doesn't say anything, kind of shrugs it off. Mao comes back. He says, look, like I, I said earlier, how about we give you 10 million Chinese women? And he says, we're going to have to study that and get back to you. This is a very unique character, Henry Kissinger. We're going to talk about him today. If you get value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Let's get right into it. So early life and immigration, Kissinger's family immigrated to U.S. in 1938 to escape Nazi persecution of Jews. His real name is Heinz Alfred Kissinger. He changed his name to Henry. He became a naturalized U.S. citizen in 1943. He served in the U.S. Army during World War II as a German interpreter. Also served in post-war U.S. military government in Germany. He attended Harvard. He earned his B.A. in 1950 and a Ph.D. in 1954. He wrote a 400-page essay titled The Meaning of History Reflections on Spengler, Tony B., and Kant. It was so long that Harvard had to implement a new word count limit in his response. His academic career he joined the Harvard faculty in 1954, became a professor of government in 1962, and associate director of Department of Government and Center for International Affairs in 1957. He went on to direct Harvard's defense studies program from 59 to 69. Then he served as a consultant on security matters to various U.S. agencies, including National Security Council, the State Department, and the Arms Control and Disarmament Agency from 55 to 68 during the administrations of Eisenhower, Kennedy, and Johnson. In 1957, he wrote a book called Nuclear Weapons and Foreign Policy. When he wrote this book, he was only 33, 34 years old. His foreign policy, when he came down to nuking everybody, whenever I said, we got to retaliate, he was not for it. Massive retaliation policy opposed Secretary of State John Foster Dulles's policy of nuclear massive retaliation, advocating instead for flexible response, which meant more of a combination of tactical nuclear weapons, conventional forces, and weapons technology development according to strategy needs. His influence on Kennedy he wrote a book called The Necessity for Choice, warned of a missile gap between the Soviet Union and the U.S. and influenced the activities of the Kennedy administration. Here's how he increased his influence politically, his ascendance. Kissinger's reputation as political scientist led to his role as an advisor to New York governor, Republican presidential aspirant, Nelson Rockefeller, heir to Rockefeller family fortune and moderate Republican. And in 1968, he was appointed by President Nixon to become his national security advisor, leading to the National Security Council. Nixon then elevated Kissinger to Secretary of State, but allowed him to retain his former role 
an unprecedented move. According to CNBC, the world's richest families in 2023 increased their net worth by roughly one and a half trillion dollars, while many low middle income regular people are like, that didn't happen to me. I'm not experiencing this. And now we're hearing about the fact that the Fed may decrease the rate six times in 2024. What could that do to the marketplace? Does money become cheap again? What do people buy? So if you want to create wealth, you almost have to study what they do. What the wealthy, many of them invest their money into is art. So what Masterworks allows you to do is, let's just say we see an Andy Warhol piece, art, or you know Picasso or Banksy, it's $2 million, a million dollars. You can't afford to buy that whole thing. Maybe you want to buy a share of it. Masterworks allows you, nearly 900,000 people have registered to buy a share of that art piece. And many of their investors, some of your vitinners who use it, have gotten a return of nearly $45 million buying art through Masterworks. So if you want to learn more, go to masterworks.art forward slash valuetainment or click on a link below. And Kissinger maintained in these roles after the Watergate scandal brought down Nixon and led to the presidency of Gerald Ford, Kissinger served as head of National Security Council from 69 to 75 and as Secretary of State from September 73 to January 20 of 77. There's a lot of things you can talk about, especially with foreign policy. We're going to focus on four here. One is going to be the petrodollar. We'll talk about Vietnam. We'll discuss China and maybe the Chilean where he influenced the election that was taking place. This guy had a lot of influence over a lot of things that happened worldwide. I mean, some good, some bad, some ugly. Some you may sit there and say, why was he touching Chile? What was he doing with the way he's negotiating what happened with the petrodollar, getting off the gold standard? That influenced a lot of the economy where we are today with all the printing that we're doing. But let's start off with what he did with China. Kissinger engineered the opening of diplomatic relations between U.S. and the People of Republic of China. This strategic move, which began his secret trip to China in 1971, led to President President Nixon's historic visit in 72 and dramatically altered the global balance of power, particularly in the relation to Soviet Union. It broke China away from falling totally under Soviet influence and gradually opened up China's economy to the world market. This happened at the same time that the U.S. got off the gold standard and played a large role in exporting U.S. inflation by enabling U.S. companies to use much cheaper labor from China. Now, some may say that was good for that time, but today we made China a powerhouse. So some may even say Kissinger was the reason why China became a powerhouse, okay? So the discussion can be made on what if he didn't do it? Well, the Soviet Union would have been more powerful. Communism would have won. Okay, great. But he did do it. Well, China is still communism and they're winning and now they're getting bigger and they got so much control on other industries. Some of that has to do with Kissinger and Nixon. When it comes down to Vietnam War, this guy was a key negotiator in preventing and finishing up the war, which could have gotten even uglier. When it comes down to Vietnam negotiations, Henry Kissinger was one of the lead voices for ending the war. This is why he won the Nobel Prize. Kissinger led secret negotiations with North Vietnamese representatives beginning in 1969. These talks were aimed at finding a diplomatic solution to end the war. Paris Peace Accord, his efforts culminated in the Paris Peace Accords in 1973, which officially ended U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War. Courts called for the withdrawal of U.S. forces, the, the return of prisoners of war, and a ceasefire in Vietnam. Kissinger was instrumental in shaping the Vietnamization policy, which involved gradually withdrawing American troops and transferring combat responsibilities to South Vietnamese forces. This was a very big deal back then because it was so political. Soldiers were coming back that bad experiences. This policy was part of a broader strategy to disengage the U.S. from the war while attempting to maintain a non-communist government in South Vietnam. Bombing campaigns during the negotiations, Kissinger supported escalating bombing campaigns in North Vietnam, especially during controversial Christmas bombing in December of 
1972, these actions were aimed at pressuring North Vietnam to agree to terms favorable to the U.S. You got to know, like this goes back to the quote where he says, a country that demands moral perfection in its foreign policy will achieve neither perfection nor security. And that's what happens here. He approved of that because he's saying it's not possible for us to have it if we're not willing to get a little bit dirty. In 1973, there was a controversy with his Nobel Prize. He was awarded the Nobel Prize jointly with Le Duc the North Vietnamese negotiator, for their efforts to negotiate peace. However, the award was controversial as the ceasefire quickly collapsed and Le Duc declined the prize, stating that true peace had not yet been achieved. Here's his involvement when it comes down to the petrodollar. By the 60s, a surplus of US dollar caused by foreign aid, military spending, and foreign investment threatened the system. The US did not have enough gold to cover the volume of dollar in worldwide circulation at the rate of $35 per ounce. As a result, the dollar was overvalued. Several measures were attempted to support the dollar and sustain Bretton Woods, foreign investment disincentives, restrictions on foreign lending, efforts to stem the outflow of the dollar, international monetary reform and cooperation with other countries. Nothing worked. Meanwhile, traders in foreign exchanges markets, believing that the dollar's overvaluation would one day compel the U.S. government to devalue it, proved increasingly inclined to sell dollars. This resulted in periodic runs on the dollar. The Federal Reserve and a group of economists developed a plan and Kissinger executed it. He made a visit to meet the King of Saudi Arabia in 1974 as the biggest oil producer worldwide in order to convince him to go forward with the petrodollar system. Saudi Arabia accepted to denominate its oil in U.S. dollars only and convince other OPEC countries by the same idea. The oil revenues will reinvest it in U.S. treasuries. U.S. will offer full military security to Saudi or Arabia. This is obviously very big negotiation deal. You're convincing everybody this piece of paper is worth the same thing as gold standard. And the world bought it. They're like, okay, let's do it. Saudi said yes. The world followed. One of the biggest negotiation deals that doesn't get a lot of attention today, but completely changed the economical system till today. If there's one of the things he has a reputation for is interfering with other countries' elections. I'm from Iran. He was kind of involved. Uh, yes, no, maybe. Chileans a complete different thing with the innovation that they went through. Here's what he once said. He said, I don't see why we need to stand by and watch a country go communist due to the irresponsibility of its people. The issues are much too important for the Chilean voters to be left to decide for themselves. Let me read it one more time. The issues are much too important for the Chilean voters to be left to decide for themselves. Kissinger urged President Nixon to overthrow the democratically elected Allende government in Chile because his model effect can be insidious. According to documents posted by the National Security Archive, the disinvolvement included support for military coup that brought General Augusto Pinochet to power, a move criticized for his disregard for democratic principles and human rights. This is election interference, but again, it goes back to his question. A country that demands moral perfection in its foreign policy will achieve neither perfection nor security. And he also said the illegal will do immediately, but the unconstitutional will take a little longer. This one has to do more about him imposing himself and saying, now nah, communism is the enemy. We're not going to tolerate it, whether it's in America or in another country. So, you know, many times the question becomes, was this guy a hero or a villain? I mean, there's an argument for both sides. This is the type of guy that, you know how you know a person that they're convinced they know what's right and they don't care 
care what you think. This is not somebody that's asking you what you think. This is a person that knows what they think and they're sticking to their guns. This could be somebody that you want on your team, not as an opponent or as an enemy. There's many things that he was able to do that helped America and hurt a lot of other countries. Some comparing him to Soros. He was not a money guy. I think he died net worth 40, 50 million bucks. He had some money, but he wasn't able to pull his influence like he did. So look, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? Is he evil or is he a hero? What did he do? Some people think he was evil because he was set in his ways. He wanted power. Uh, he wanted all of that. And he thought he knew better than you did on what to do. And, you know, gave the vibe of if you offended him or God forbid wanted to cross him, probably not the type of guy you wanted to do it with. At the same time, very ambitious, similar to like a Robert Moses. What Robert Moses, the book Power Broker, what he did to New York, Kissinger did worldwide. Uh, Robert was more of a low-key guy. Kissinger was flamboyant. Kissinger was out there. Kissinger was putting his stuff out there. But at the end of the day, he's a guy you want negotiating on your behalf. And he did some of the biggest deals the world's ever done the last 100 years. He's on that list. So having said that, if you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. If you've never seen us do a video like this on George Soros, it is a must watch. If you've never seen, click here to watch it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.